Esther, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with Dr. Rebecca Sharp. I felt like I could really relate to her. She seems like a natural introvert who comes alive when she talks about her ideas, her passions, her loves. Good morning. Hi, Willow. How are you? Hi, Rebecca. I'm doing really well. How about you? I'm good. Hanging in there. Are ya? <laughs> yeah. How are you handling all this staying home business? Uh, it's interesting. That's uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, still seeing patients, so I'm grateful that I'm not you know, stuck at home all the time, but it's definitely a different world going out there. Tell us what that's like, because you're a dentist, right? Yeah. That's got to be kind of scary to have to be seeing people all the time right now. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's different, certainly. You know, and we're only seeing emergency mm-hmm. patients. So, you know, just doing what we can to keep people out of the emergency room. <laughs> yes. But, you know, we we have pretty high, like, infection control protocols, you know, mm-hmm. regardless. So, on my end, there's not too much of a difference um, as far as what I do. But I know, you know, just seeing my patients come in, you know, wearing masks, it's like, this is different. Normally, I'm the right. (laughs) Like you go out, you see masks in the parking lot of the grocery store. And I'm like, wait a second. It's unsettling, isn't it? This this isn't where I normally see these. What's going on? Yeah. So it's, it's definitely, you know, interesting to, to navigate. I'm sure. Has there been, well, what would you say has been a positive from all of this? Anything? A couple of, I mean, just being able to still help people, you know, pretty much every patient that I see is just so grateful Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're open to see them because not even, you know, every dentist is open. Mm -hmm. They're choosing to be open to help people. And obviously, you know, as much as they don't like coming to see the dentist, they're more afraid to go to the hospital for help right now. So, you know, so I'm just really grateful to be able to still see my patients and and other patients and and help them. And then just kind of as well, getting a little bit of a break from like the normal work Mm -hmm. cycle. So I am home a little more than I usually am. So it's given my husband and I time to step back from our workaholic <laughs> lives and you know, look Take at a buying breath. a house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do something for you know for ourselves. So that's that's definitely a plus. Have you been able to write and read during this time? I have been able to write partially because I have a deadline, (laughs) but also, um, you know, because I do have time though. I don't, I don't feel like 
I always thought, you know, oh, I wish I could be one of those people who could just write every day mm-hmm. and not go to work. I would be so productive and I don't feel like I've been any more productive. <laughs> mm. I wanted to so, hear how yeah. you managed to pull off being a dentist and a writing career because that's taking on a lot. <laughs> so how do you uh, yes. normally do it? <laughs> When this isn't going on. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, like I said, I, we don't really have, you know, we're, my husband and I are workaholics and we don't have kids. So it makes, <laughs> no, I, um, I, I don't know how I do it. <laughs> you might very, deal well under pressure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think they, they use two like different sides of mm-hmm. my brain. So like the days that I go into the office, I have to be like more extroverted and then more clinical and analytical, you know, when I deal with patients, but then writing is like much more creative. Mm-hmm. So I think like the switch between the two lets me be very productive when I'm doing either. That's or helps awesome. me be more productive doing either. I think hmm. that's how I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Beholden. Oh, yeah, my baby. Oh, um, coming yeah, out so, May 12th. Yes. Yes, so coming out in just a little over a week now. So, so I'm exciting. very excited. I actually finished writing the book in 2018. So it's been waiting patiently (laughs) for this day. That's going to be amazing to put that out then (laughs) finally. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Um, It was a very personal story to write. You know, the the premise of the story is that the heroine kind of returns to her hometown after the loss of her grandfather. And so a lot of that stemmed from the loss of my own grandfather. Mm. So I kind of pulled from those those feelings. But I think what's kind of even more special to me is that the book is coming out now during this time. Because even though like the storyline revolves around the loss of like a person, there's this sense that, you know, the heroine returns to something that is her hometown, but that is familiar but at the same time, very foreign Hmm. because things have changed, you Mm -hmm. know, she's lost a lot. And I think that bigger idea is something that a lot of people are dealing with right now, Uh, a situation that is familiar, but at the same time, very foreign to them. Mm -hmm. So whether it's, you know, you're at home all the time with your kids all the time, or you're an essential worker, whether it's in a grocery store or in the hospital or whatever, you're going to work, but it's not the same. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very, I think it's like one of the hardest kind of changes to have to overcome because there are so many things that are similar and should be kind of comforting in their stability, but something so huge has happened that it's, there's just a lot of like turbulence and uncertainty. So like I said, even though the story deals with the loss of a person um, and kind of dealing with that grief, I think the bigger idea is going to resonate 
you know, with readers right now with like the loss of what was and what was normal Mm -hmm. and like the grief of, you know, dealing with that and finding like a new, a new foundation to, to move forward on. Hmm. I like that. (laughs) Have you spent a lot of time in Carmel? So I did go there for vacation a few years ago. My sister lives, um, well, she lives in LA, but we went to Carmel by the sea for for uh, like a week and a half. So I did spend some time there. So some of that was used for the setting, and then some of it was also pulled from um, my actual hometown here in the Northeast. Okay, like Italian immigrants. So I kind of blended the two a little bit so it wasn't completely mm-hmm. real and yeah I grew up not far from Carmel so it has a special place in my heart oh <laughs> well, that's nice yeah it's it was so beautiful it is. Uh, yeah with the cliffs and it yeah it was just yeah it's beautiful what do you do when a story isn't flowing oh <sighs> Boy, well, I guess it depends if I'm on a deadline or not. <laughs> so usually, well, I have a, I do a couple things because I feel like depending, some things don't always work. So sometimes I just kind of power through. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll write something different. And then sometimes I'll just take a break mm-hmm. and read or, you know, do something else. But I would say majority of the time, I probably just either try to power through or write something a little bit ahead of the scene and then come back and then kind of make sure everything flows when I go back through the whole story. Let me just interrupt for a second to let you know that Living in the Pages is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Zoe. And I'm Kelsey. And we're the hosts of Tea and Strumpets, a Regency Romance Review. Join us each week as we take a trip across the pond and into the past in search of swoon-worthy happily ever afters. We talk about all your Regency favorites like Julia Quinn's Bridgertons or Lisa Kleypas' Ravenels. Plus, we dive deep into exciting new releases from rising stars like Scarlett Peckham, Cat Sebastian, or Evie Dunmore. We've got book reviews and fabulous interviews with best-selling authors in the genre like Kerrigan Byrne and Maya Rodale. So check us out on your podcatcher of choice or learn more about us at romancepod.com. See you on Thursdays and may all your ever afters end happily. And now let's get back to our interview. I'm curious with the way you're analytical brain works how you approach a story Uh, are you a heavy outliner do you just let it flow (laughs) not too heavy of an outliner I think when I first started I outlined a little more heavily and then I realized that the characters don't like to listen to my outlines <laughs> and then I got really sad that I outlined all this stuff and I didn't behave so so now I kind of just outline the big things where I have to wrangle them into Those and then kind naughty of let characters them, <laughs> let them kind of let them kind of do their own thing to get there <laughs> 
What's your favorite part of the writing process? Oh, man. That's a tough one. Do you um, love the first chapter? Sorry, I should let you go no, ahead. No, 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 that's fine. That that actually helps. I do typically love the v- very beginning because mm-hmm. that's usually one of the things that stands out to me the most. So I usually get those first like 10,000 words out like real quick. Mm-hmm. And then they usually end up being the part that I go back and revise the most, but <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that, that part usually comes out the the quickest because that scene is always like so strong mm-hmm. um, or those scenes are always so strong. So yeah, that's, that's definitely the best part when the, you know, the characters and their interaction is like so strong that you, f- you forget about like the doubts of like, right. well, am I saying this the right way? Yeah. Is somebody going to like this? Is somebody not going to like this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. The characters don't care at that, at that level. <laughs> yeah. I find around the 30% mark and the 70% mark, I really struggle. And it's that first bang at the beginning and then the end that are so fun and exciting and I can't wait and then yeah it lags <laughs> yeah yeah usually it it like hits its peak and then really starts to taper off I actually really struggle with the end mm. because once that like last conflict is over then my brain is like okay we're done with this. yeah <laughs> we're done with this it's resolved yeah who cares what happens to that <laughs> right <laughs> so, so that's yeah that's usually the hardest part for me I'm like oh now I got to write happy stuff and that's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like the struggle. <laughs> what do you do to relax? Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, I read obviously. Um, my husband and I really like to travel, which we obviously can't do right now, but we, we do like to, to go places and, and see new things. So we try to do that at least two or three times a year. Nice. Um, and then in the winter we, like to snowboard. So we, um, yeah, we just got back from Canada right before they closed the borders. So that was great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like to bake, but I don't always have time for that anymore. And I used to do a lot of art, but Mm. that also has gone by the wayside. Just too many things and not enough time, it seems. Yeah, it sounds like you're good at a lot of things. Well, no, makes just, you an interesting person. Yeah, just lots of, lots of hobbies. <laughs> Let's do a fast five. I'll ask you oh questions boy. and you answer off the top of your head. Oh boy. Okay, no pressure. <laughs> What's on your nightstand? A Nightlight, (laughs) the book that I'm currently reading, The Flight Girls, it's a historical fiction, Uh and the Bible, and my phone charger. Uh (laughs) That's about it. You are very tidy, my friend. (laughs) Sparse. (laughs) Last show you binged? NCIS. What did you have for dinner last night? Barbecue chicken and Mm. pierogies. Yum. (laughs) Yeah. What's been a quarantine treat? My mother-in-law started 
making homemade bread mm. and keeps bringing it over to nice. <laughs> so and like 50 <laughs> loaves of bread oh man <laughs> peanut butter or jelly uh, peanut butter mm-hmm. crunchy oh crunchy yeah crunchy who would be your john malkovich if you were following someone's life and wanted to see how they lived oh that's a good question I probably pick uh, <laughs> Malala. I, I don't know how to say her last name. You, Yusufutsi. She wrote the book I Am Malala. She's yes. from She's a, yeah, the Pakistani um, girl who was shot for um, speaking out about women's mm-hmm. education. So, yes, I heard her speak once. And uh, so I, I'd be curious to see just what she does with yes. her days. That's a great one. Well, I think it's time for us to sing a song. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Do you have any songs on your heart? Do you know Bridge Over Troubled Water? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I will dry them all. I'm on your side. When times get rough And friends just can't be found Like a bridge over troubled water I will lay me down Like a Troubled water, I will lay me down. Hello. That kind of made me want to cry. (laughs) I know. I was like, she's going to make me sing. I don't know what to do. That's a good one. I love this. That song song gets me every time. I'm seriously choked up. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. That's a a classic for some some troubled times. <laughs> well, thank you. I needed that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much for uh, joining me today, and I really hope you get through this time safely and peacefully oh thank you you too stay safe and thank you so much for for having me sorry for making (laughs) (laughs) it's all good (laughs) we'll have a great rest of the day okay you too willow thank you so much bye-bye bye I guess I needed a good cry today. (laughs) Oh, have a great week, you guys. I'll see you next time.
Living in the Pages is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.